Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. I've just flown in a simulator. It's incredibly realistic. Obviously, I can say that having flown aeroplanes, haven't flown a Spitfire, but it feels as though, yes, this is what it must be to take off from the shores of Britain and fly over Nazi Germany. And even when I came in for a crash landing or an emergency landing, I should say, I was sort of bracing myself thinking I'm going to smash into a farmhouse here or hit a hedge and and uh, yeah I was quite surprised I managed to bring it down safely. How can you make it so realistic? It's two parts really. First part being attention to detail. 90% of simulation is what you see rather than what you feel. Um, so it's just getting what you actually see right. Whether that's tying in what's happening with the fuselage and the visual system um, to actually having a visually correct cockpit um, needles that operate in the same way it's it's little details that really add up to to a big picture the spitfire was designed as an interceptor she was supposed to get up there intercept do the business come back down refuel rearm get back up there the pilots was, would sit around the airfields wouldn't they playing cards drinking yeah. drinking tea coffee uh, waiting for the siren to go off to indicate that the the German bombers were coming over. I guess a lot of them didn't make it back for for reasons of not obviously not just getting shot down or, or crash landing, but but for if you misjudge your fuel, you misjudge your fuel, yeah. you're in the English Channel. Yeah, you get swimming. Yeah. When I was sat in the cockpit, and it's a real cockpit, isn't it? Yeah. It's all it's it's yeah, all. Fifty percent of it flew in the war. Forty percent were parts that were made for modern day restorations, but. Were slightly flawed, misdrilled or whatever, couldn't be used in an airworthy airframe. You get this thing when they're going to crash land that, you know, as long as they hold on tight and brace, brace, brace and pull the stick back, they, they might get away with this. But when you're in that cramped cockpit, it's so tiny and it's so metal. Mm. The, the guys were going up with their uniform, a warm thermal layer on, whether it be a jumper or whatever, the flying jacket and then a life jacket on top of that, and the parachute. They were strapped into the parachute. So things get very cramped very, very quickly. But it was not the impact that you needed to worry about. It was the way the fuel system's arranged. You've got your fuel tanks just behind the instrument panel um, and variable, various other flammable liquids lying around. So. Like, like I said, you've got alcohol in your compass, you've got the uh, isofluid in a little tank on the right-hand side of the pilot's seat. I mean, they were brave young men. Were, were there any female pilots? ATA pilots, yeah, they used to deliver them. They used to deliver them, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. They didn't go on the actual active service part? No. On, um, no. So you had Mary Alice, the likes of Mary Alice and Joy Lofthouse, they both had really good connections with, with Boltby Academy. Well, a quick story. Uh, Matt, the owner of Boltby, he went up with Mary Alice. Boltby being the, the training academy where the Spitfires fly from. So he took Mary Alice up for her 100th birthday a couple of years ago. 
So uh, it got airborne and flew around. Now, the way Matt tells it is that he, uh, he'd sort of temporarily lost his position, didn't know where he was. So while he was looking at the map, he handed over control to, to Mary. So uh, he said, are you happy to take it, Mary? She said, yeah, I'm happy. She said, um, I'll, I'll take it over here, wherever she was. I mean, she was so adept with her flying. So essentially, yeah, she said, um, right, I'll fly over to uh, fly over to Salsi, bring her around, bring her into Goodwood, and then uh, I'll give you back control um, just as we go into the circuit, OK? I said, yeah, fine. So she flew around got to Goodwood, handed back control. Matt said he'd never seen a pilot like it. Absolutely fantastic. At 100 years old, 100 years old. she was still on oh, the yeah. ball. She was... Top top gun stuff. Yeah. My oh, yeah. gosh. It's hard for us to appreciate the sacrifice these young people made, not just the British, the Germans as well, getting in these tiny but extremely powerful craft with limited levels of proficiency, not just having to, to cope with the weather, right, but also you might be shot, shot at or you might have to shoot someone down. When I got in that simulator, my, my mind is buzzing. It's, it's just a simulator. I'm, I'm, I can't crash even if I tried to. I mean, I can simulate a crash. I'm not going to get hurt. My mind is still thinking of a million to one things, getting it right, trying to recall, keeping the plane level and all these kind of pilot skills. They didn't just have to get this thing off the ground safely, then negotiate this weather. They're actually stand a chance of getting shot out of the sky. Well, part of it was down to the design. Mitchell, RJ Mitchell, made the spit, designed the Spitfire to be very easy to fly. She's an absolute pig to get on the ground and an absolute pig to get off the ground. But once you get her airborne, she is probably one of the most easy aeroplanes to fly. From a commercial perspective or from a, the public's perspective, do they have access to...? Oh, yeah, it's open to the public. It's £200 for 30 minutes, which does make a lot of people sort of swallow hard. But what you've got to remember is to fly... In the real thing, you're looking around £3,000 for half an hour, 20 minutes airborne. With the simulator, it's a real Spitfire. It's a real Spitfire fuselage, but you're flying in a synthetic environment. But you get to fly that on your own. Everything you do in there, apart, you know, it, it, it's you. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris.thrall. Thank you.